Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to 4, that's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. So right now, go to 4patriots.com slash Ben. That's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The repairman who revealed Hunter Biden's laptop is now suing Adam Schiff, CNN, Politico, and the Daily Beast. Get him. That's what I have to say about that, and I hope he gets paid an insane amount of money. The Delaware computer repairman who blew the whistle on the Hunter Biden laptop has now filed a multi-million dollar defamation suit against... Democratic Representative Adam Schiff, CNN, The Daily Beast, Politico, saying they falsely accused him of peddling Russian disinformation. The former shop owner decided to fight back after losing his business and being harassed for 18 months by big tech, the media, and Delaware locals in President Biden's home state. Quote, after fighting to reveal the truth, all I want now is for the rest of the country to know that there was a collective and orchestrated effort by social and mainstream media to block a real story with real consequences for the nation. This was collusion led by 51 former pillars in the intelligence community, 
and backed by words and actions of a politically motivated DOJ and FBI, he continued, I want this lawsuit to reveal that collusion and more importantly, who gave the marching orders. To many of you, by the way, that have just found our podcast, don't forget to hit that subscribe or auto download button so you get this podcast every day. Joining me to talk about this, and this is a significant move uh, it, for this man and a, a way to not only just clear his name, but also show how corrupt all of this has been with Hunter Biden in the story is U.S. Senator from Tennessee, Bill Haggerty. Senator, I appreciate you coming on uh, to top, talk about this because you actually have a Hunter Biden op-ed uh, that you published and it questioned the Attorney General Merrick Garland about it in a hearing uh, as well. And you talked about this in the op-ed. You now see that this man is fighting back. Clearly, they came after him. They orchestrated this attack. Uh, and now he's trying to say, okay, I'm going to get my life back and I'm going to show what they did to me. Uh, you talk about how much of an abuse of power this really has been from the government standpoint, looking the other way on Hunter Biden. And now you're talking to Garland directly saying, hey, what are you guys doing over there? Bring everybody up to date where we are now, at least when it comes to Congress. This is a, a, a story that's getting hotter by the minute. And the shop owner is just one of the many victims in all of this. Um, as you mentioned, I questioned Attorney General Garland last week about this, the conflicts of interest are abundantly clear here. Uh, this is a massive cover-up. And you think about the reputation of the shop owner whose livelihood was destroyed. I don't think the radical left cares about whose lives they destroy. Uh, it's all about their narrative, and it's all, all about accomplishing you know, one objective, a hatred-filled objective in so many cases. And in this case, uh, you've got criminal tax charges and money laundering charges that are now being undertaken against Hunter Biden. They're underway at that point in time. And um, they were willing to go ahead and bury the shop owner's reputation. Uh, really, the whole goal was to win in 2020. And suppressing this information that might have been very meaningful in the minds of voters, that's what this was all about. And they were willing to use any tool, any tactic available. Uh, it's disgraceful. Uh, I appreciate what the shop owner is doing in terms of bringing this to bear, and I'm going to do everything I can to continue to shed light on this. I actually used the phrase that a famous Tennessee senator used uh, at a different point in time during the Watergate investigations. And that was, what did the president know and when did he know it? You know, it's very clear that I think the president of the United States of America lied to the American people and has continued to lie. And the White House uh, press secretary has continued to lie from the podium saying that Hunter Biden's uh, never discussed, right, never discussed his business dealings with his father they never talked about it we now know that his business partner uh came to the white house more than 20 times that we know of at this point for meetings yeah. with joe biden joe biden's staff members clearly working on business is there going to be any accountability for that because that it means that i i think it's most people can connect the dots uh it means that people within the Biden crime family, were selling access to the White House. Yeah, they were running the operation right out of the White House. It's, it's, it's clear to anybody that looks at it. And if, if you think that they're going to be able to pull this over the, uh, the eyes of the American public, that's not true. The question is, can we hold them to account in the eyes of the law? And that's going to be very hard to do until after November, because we're going to have to take control of the House and the Senate again. When Adam Schiff is allowed to run roughshod over people's rights, and if you've got these farcical 
um, you know, procedures going on right now with the so-called January 6th commission, which is just nothing but another witch hunt to distract for the 2022 uh, elections here, then, you know, you, you've got the Democrats in full display. They're not serious about getting to the bottom of anything. It's all about deflection. It's all about controlling the elections. So once we get control back, and I think that we will be, uh, we're going to be able to hold these guys to account. Let's talk about a special prosecutor here. I'm not a big fan of special prosecutors. I think they've been weaponized and used too often in many cases. However, uh, with Garland, he still is not uh, put forth, and I think he clearly should, a special counsel uh, to, to really look into this. Garland should appoint one. I don't think that he will. What power does the Senate have to basically force that hand to happen? And does it take a Republican majority in November to get really anything done? I, you know, I, I pressed him hard last week about it. And, and the criteria that he would use to evaluate whether to appoint a special counsel. I mean, if you think about the conflicts here, uh, I'm with you, Ben. I think the special counsel has power has been abused and weaponized too many times in the past. But if you think about the conflict of interest, you've got the president's own family under investigation. You've got the president, who is the boss of the attorney general, basically telling the attorney general through the media and directly, my son did nothing wrong. You know, I asked Garland, I said, what if the president were to call you into the Oval Office and tell, tell you that his son did nothing wrong? Uh, you know, would that be appropriate under these circumstances? He said, absolutely not. Well, I said, well, in essence, he's doing the same thing by having his chief of staff go on TV, by having the White House press secretary come on TV and saying the same thing. Now, how do you deal with that conflict of interest? And I said, how would you then think through appointing a special counsel? He just deflected and would not answer. Uh, when the Republicans take charge, we're going to have control of their budget. And we're going to be able to put a lot more pressure on the attorney general. You know, an ex-prosecutor said that, that Hunter, a uh, Hunter Biden special counsel at this point, he believes, quote, is a must. Uh, Andrew McCarthy explained uh, to the Hill newspaper in, in his word words, quote, there is a bulletproof case for the appointment of a special counsel under regulations that are supposed to bind the Justice Department. Millions of dollars allegedly poured into the Biden family from foreign sources tied to corrupt and authoritarian governments. And Joe Biden had to know his son was trading on his political influence. Since the controlling federal regulations dictate that a special counsel must be appointed, the longer Garland fights it, the more it increases suspicion that the president's hands may not be clean. Do you believe, based on what you have seen, is there any way possible that the president could have not known that his son, his brother, his sister were trading on the family name, that he was playing golf with business associates, that he had his son traveling on airplanes to meet with top officials uh, in, in not only Ukraine, but in China, getting billions of dollars in loans and also in Mexico having meetings, taking pictures of these people in the lobby of these hotels where they were going. I mean, the list of things that he would have had to be stupid to not understand what was happening. Having meetings with Bobulinski and others in L.A. Is there any conceivable way, Senator, that you think that the president's lie that I didn't know anything was happening is, is possible at this point? No, I, I don't think it's possible in any way. And any person with a business background like me knows that. There is no way that... Um, you, Joe Biden could not have known this, dealing with all of Hunter's business associates. And when you say Hunter was on planes, he was on taxpayer-funded planes, Air Force Two, flying to China, meeting with Hunter's business partners, that then set up you know, a, a, a company that probably put billions of dollars, into, at least under the control of Hunter Biden, and millions into his pocket. 
um, you know, right after as, pre- as, as President Biden met with Xi Jinping, right after that, it was announced that Hunter then divested his interest in this company that he owned in partnership with the Chinese Communist Party entities. How much profit did he make? You know, when did he sell it exactly? Nobody knows, except these meetings are all happening in very close proximity to access that people are able to obtain to Joe Biden. Uh, it's very clear this is a pay-to-play type of operation. It's a criminal operation. Again, Hunter is already under criminal investigation, but it doesn't stop at Hunter. It goes all the way to the big guy because the big guy is the source of the access. That's the source of the power. And that, frankly, is the reason why a company like Burisma would pay someone with no experience, like Hunter Biden, a million dollars a year. You know, why is, why is Hunter Biden getting checks for millions of dollars from the mayor of Russia's wife? Uh, this is way too hard to explain uh, unless you realize what's really happening here, and that's access. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. 
when I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to more than a movie as part of the My Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're a former ambassador and you understand how decisions made in the U.S. can affect foreign policy probably more than a lot of other senators just because of that experience. And when I look at um, what's happening in Russia, what's happening in Ukraine, what's happening with China right now, and knowing that, and we, we saw this audio that came out of Hunter Biden uh, taping a sexual encounter with a Russian prostitute. Uh, he forgot to turn that laptop off that was recording him. That video has now come out talking to that prostitute about how Russians had stolen another one of his laptops. If it had anything close to what the laptop he left in, in this repair shop had on it, uh, there could be a treasure trove of information the Russians could use to blackmail the president and to blackmail uh, the president's family. How much does it concern you that our foreign policy is being dictated by quite possibly blackmail because in his own words, he's like, yeah, the Russians, this Russian guy, they got my laptop. It's gone. They stole it from me. He's telling this to a Russian prostitute. This has got to be, from a national security standpoint, uh, something that should independently be investigated. Then it's deeply concerning. And uh, this White House seems to have no qualms about um, you know national security issues. Look, I had to go through and get a top secret security clearance. I had to go through the process of being cleared. Uh, to do the job I did in the previous administration. You have to have a security clearance to do that. It's a lot of work that goes into it. One of the things they look at is whether you could potentially be subject to some type of undue foreign influence. And this is clearly one of those situations. It's a disqualifying, uh, you know, it's a disqualifying point. If that were un uncovered, somebody would not get their clearance to serve in a given administration. And here you have the big guy, um, you know, that, that is obviously, you know, at least with this evidence, got real questions. It goes all the way to the top about whether he should even qualify to be, you know, to have access to the type of information you need a president to access to make critical decisions uh, because he could be compromised uh, with blackmail, as you say, um, the type of information that these other governments may have. You think about the Chinese Communist Party controlled entities that are Hunter's partners. Uh, who knows what's transpired between these, uh, between these companies and what they have on Joe Biden and his family. And when you trace it all the way back to Joe Biden's expenses that have been covered by Hunter, um, it, it gets way too close to comfort. I want to get to what's going on at the border. Uh, we clearly have a border crisis, and the Biden administration created this crisis on purpose. They, this is not a surprise to them. I think people need to understand this. They wanted a fully open border. They wanted to undo everything that was working at the border. Uh, they that under Biden to, I mean, under under Trump to stop things. Uh, for, like this from happening with an onslaught of illegal immigrants coming across the border. They know that fentanyl is coming across the border at record numbers, more than enough to kill every American on a regular basis, which, again, is scary. They don't care. They know that the fentanyl the, is coming from and the chemicals are coming from China directly, the drug cartels in Mexico. And this is putting an entire country uh, at risk, more than we've ever seen because of how deadly, how lethal fentanyl is. Then you've got these rules that were put in place under the Trump administration with COVID that, that you made for you to be able, be able to expedite people and, and, and send them back 
to the country of origin they came from very quickly. They want that to end because they want another onslaught of illegal immigrants coming into America. This is all being done by design. And, and some people, I think, have really missed that boat, Senators. They don't realize this isn't because they're stupid. This is their game plan. And when you see where they're wanting to move forward with this, and we know that the Border Patrol is saying they're not just overrun, but if this, it's a humanitarian crisis, what can Congress do? What can you guys do to stop this and say no? Because this is being done deliberately on purpose by the Democratic Party and the president. Well, you've, you've hit it very well, and people often ask me, why do they allow this to happen? I, I, I led a group down early last month, a group of Tennessee sheriffs, and mayors to see exactly what was happening to help them see what was happening because they continually tell me Ben, that each month is worse than the month before it in tennessee in terms of the number of overdoses and the number of deaths from drug overdoses in their counties in their cities in tennessee i mean every town is a border town right now most of those overdoses by far are fentanyl related again fentanyl coming from communist china through mexico in partnership with the mexican drug cartels pumping it straight into the towns and cities across our nation. And the number one cause of death in America for young people between the ages of 18 and 45 right now is drug overdose. Can you believe this? Drug overdose has now become the number one cause of death. Over 100,000 people killed just last year uh, through drug overdoses. And the Biden administration wants to look the other way as this massive flow of illicit drugs comes across the border. Why is it happening? Why are we allowing this to happen? Well, as a business person, I always look at say, what are the incentives here? Who benefits from this? Well, you might say that uh, the large corporate donors like to see, you know, a flood of pressure coming in on the lower wage earners that's, that's flooding across the border that may keep wages down. That, that could perhaps be one incentive, one motivation. You look at the donor base there of, of, of corporate America and the Democrats and how close that may be. But I think the other thing is, is it really takes a little more explanation. But if you think about where these sanctuary cities are located then, you know, we've all heard about sanctuary cities in America, but where are they located? They're located in states where Democrats control the state legislatures. And when you get to the next census, a census that determines the number of congressional seats and the number of electoral votes based on the number of people, not citizens, but the number of people in a given state, and then those states can reallocate those seats based on what the state legislature says, it begins to add up for you, doesn't it? This sure. is about power. And they're willing to undertake you know, 100,000 deaths and overdoses, a massive humanitarian crisis at the border. I mean, we saw young children, uh, young women that had obviously been abused. They've been on journeys that have taken them one, two, sometimes more, one or two months to get from, you know, whatever home country they have across that border. The national security crisis, Ben, when I was down there in early April, they had already encountered 157 different nationalities at that border since Joe Biden took office and collapsed our border. The number is now up to 164 different nationalities. Here we are in early May. I mean, it's an incredible national security crisis that they are willing to endure just to change the math. But that's where you look at the incentives is to change the math uh, in, in America on the electoral side. It is to fundamentally change the math and to change the, the way that our elections, uh, the outcomes, I guess you'd say, of our elections. And it's putting illegal immigrants and people that are breaking the law ahead of the American citizens and, and this administration, I had this debate the other day with somebody about the president's mind. They're like, look, the president, he's not trying to be, bring drugs into this country. I said, I think the president is tone, uh, is numb or tone deaf to, to what drugs do to a family. And, and I used his son as the example. I think it's sad. I think, I think Joe Biden took advantage of his son's addiction problems, Hunter Biden, and exploited them 
because he could do things that his brother wouldn't do and make money because he knew his son had an addiction and needed a mass amount of cash to keep those addictions up. He didn't try to stop his son from getting cash from all these deals trading off his name. He exploited it. And I really think they looked at it as almost like an alibi. And they've, we've seen this. We saw his sister do an interview uh, just the other morning on a Sunday morning show talking about, you know, how they're rooting for Hunter and he's had this addiction problem and, and, and really laying out their case. They're going to claim he didn't know what he was doing in Ukraine. He didn't know what he was doing in Russia. He didn't know what he was doing in Mexico. He didn't know what he was doing in China because he was such an addict. They're exploiting his addiction. So I don't trust Joe Biden to stop the flow of fentanyl in the United States of America because he wouldn't even stop his son's addiction. In fact, I, I argue that they used it and exploited it to make more money off their son while he was an addict. It's, uh, it, it's such a sad um, situation. And you can't get Joe Biden to go to the border either. They won't even confront it. They won't even look it in the eye. Joe Biden hasn't been to the border. Kamala Harris went to El Paso, 1,200 miles away from where I was in the Rio Grande where this is actually happening. Um, they don't want to confront it. The mainstream media that uh, work with them won't cover it. And this is a massive national security crisis. It's the biggest national security risk we face as a nation, and they're willing to endure it. Again, they're exploiting this. And I think what you, what you continue to touch upon in the previous segment, we talked about the Biden family crime syndicate. They're an exploitative group. They're willing to exploit the American public. They're willing to exploit their office. And the way you laid it out, Ben, maybe even their own family members. Lastly, I want to move to the economy for a second, Senator. We've got a real problem with inflation. We have a real problem with our economy right now. Uh, we have uh, twice as many people sitting out of work than the number of job uh, openings that we have right now. There is a uh, crisis when it comes to finding people that are even willing to work. The Democrats accomplished their goal of getting people addicted to government aid. Uh, that's very clear now. Now we've got inflation. We have the, 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 the interest rates that have almost doubled in the last several months on home loans. This is changing people's buying power. Uh, this administration still spending, and the Democrats are still spending money uh, like drunken sailors, and, and it's putting us into, now they want to give out all this money for people with college loans, right? So you don't have to pay them off. And that's just bribing people, I think, to, to vote for them in the, in the midterm elections. Yes. Is there any way to bring in government spending at any point in the near future? Or is this just going to be a, a ticking time bomb that will explode and destroy our economy? Well, I, I, you know, if you think about it, since I arrived um, in, in, in early last year, the Democrats have used a tool called reconciliation. Um, which is a, is, is a misnomer, again, in Washington. They've used this. It's a means for them to go through with a single party-line vote, not any Republican support, but 50 Democrats plus Kamala Harris, and they've been able to ram through. They did a $1.9 trillion so-called COVID relief package that had very little, if anything, to do with COVID relief. And we found out later that we didn't even have testing supplies and PPE uh, where it should have been. I mean, this is all about them ramming through more and more spending, creating more and more government dependence. They were even sending stimulus checks to people in jail, incarcerated people. Uh, this, is, this is their game plan, and they're talking about using it again. They're talking about using it again, and until we regain control of the Senate, and that's not going to happen until the elections in November and we take back the gavel in January, they're going to look at this as a path to continue to just recklessly spend and spend and spend. And we're going to be fighting at every turn, if you think about what's happened with Title 42, for example, we've been able to pull some Democrats over with us. Now, you think about what happened with blowing up the filibuster. We were able to pull Joe Manchin, Kirsten Sinema over with us. We're going to keep working to do that. But um, it's going to be a fight till the end of this year, no question about it. 
Last, very last question. I, I do want to get your thoughts on the Supreme Court leak. We do know that uh, Chief Justice has said there will be an investigation. Will Congress be involved in having their own investigation into that leak that was unprecedented, that has been cheered and not condemned by the White House or any Democratic leadership so far? Yeah, uh, it, it's amazing that Democrats are going to be silent on this. Another attempt to destroy yet another institution of America. This time they're trying to des- destroy the Supreme Court. They're willing to do this to get their way. Um, you know, I was pleased to see Justice Roberts saying that he's going to have an investigation. Um, you know, I've been a, a business leader. If, if you're the CEO of an operation and if I were Justice Roberts, I would have had everybody in there that night as soon as it was discovered. Get your cell phones out. Let's see your computers. I would have had everything uh, to find out. You know, we're going to stay here until we get to the bottom of who did this. Um, they have allowed this, the Supreme Court to now become, you know, weaponized again. What they're trying to do is put pressure on the justices to overturn what they think will be uh, a verdict that's favorable to overturning Roe v. Wade, which is, in my view, a, a very poorly decided uh, case a long time ago. Um, you know, I'm, I'm certainly pro-life. Uh, the outcome there is something that the Democrats hate, and they're going to use that to, to, again, try to make another excuse to blow up the filibuster this year. I fully expect that as well. So uh, we're, we're going to have to be, be ready on all fronts. Uh, I think the Supreme Court is the logical place for this investigation to start, but we need to be looking at ourselves at what's taking place here and any sort of oversight mechanism that we can get. Certainly after November, we need to exercise it. Senator, I appreciate your time as always. Thank you for talk, talking with us on these very important issues, uh, and good luck fighting this fight because it's a tough one. Thank you, sir. Somebody decided on the left to leak the document leak the opinion that was being written at the Supreme Court. They knew that if they leaked this document, it would put the lives of Supreme Court justices and their families at risk, and they didn't care because they're about mob rule. And if you don't think Democrats are advocating and supporting this unprecedented leak at the Supreme Court, which completely, by the way, undermines the rule of law of the Supreme Court, I want you to listen to what Chuck Schumer had to say. He said, this is a day we never thought would happen. But now that it has, with Roe v. Wade, we're going to fight. This day would never come. But this day has come, and we will fight it all the way. There it is. We will fight it all the way. Now, he says it this way uh, for obvious reasons. He's ready for a fight. And whoever the Democrat was that leaked this, whichever person it was that leaked this, it is very clear, it is very obvious they knew what they were doing, and they didn't care. Now... Republican uh, leader Mitch McConnell came out and had a lengthy statement, a statement that I think was one of his best statements I've ever heard him talk about or say. And I want you to hear what he had to say in response to this unprecedented move for mob rule anarchy and the attacking of the justices on the court that they disagree with. Now, let me also say something else. There's been a big lie going around for the last several hours, a lie or really since this this broke, the news broke and Politico broke the news, which they should have, by the way, never, ever have run with. And this idea is that abortion is going to be illegal in this country because of Roe v. Wade being overturned. That's just not true. There are going to be abortions that are going to be allowed in the United States of America in liberal states. This is about a state's rights issue. The federal government should have never gotten into the business 
with Roe v. Wade the way they did. They should have made it a states' rights issue. And that's all that has happened here is they're returning this to states. There are liberal states that are going to allow for abortions. They're going to allow for abortions on demand. Now, that will be challenged, but it will still be abortions that are going to be able to be allowed in the United States of America. So when you hear people saying that they're going to ban abortions and people are going to go to back alleys and they're going to die, uh, right, to fearmonger you into thinking, well, we should just keep abortions, know that they're lying to you. Listen to what the uh, Mitch McConnell, the leader of the Republican Party in the Senate, had to say earlier. For years, the radical left has attacked the institution of the Supreme Court. Last night, it appears their campaign hit a new low. Historically, the justices, clerks, and staff have prized and protected the court's confidentiality. The justices must be able to discuss and deliberate in an environment of total trust and privacy. Americans cannot receive a fair trial if politicians, pundits, bullies, and mobs get a say in court. Judicial independence is vital, but the far left has spent years shamelessly attacking it. Democrats in Congress have endorsed plans for partisan court packing. They've sent the justices threatening legal briefs. They've scheduled sham hearings to smear judges. In 2020, the Senate Democratic leader marched across the street to the court and shouted threats, threats, at multiple justices by name if they didn't rule how he wanted. In 2018, activists literally chased senators around the Capitol. And now, last night, a shocking, shocking new breach. Somebody likely somebody inside the court itself, leaked a confidential internal draft to the press, almost certainly in an effort to stir up an inappropriate pressure campaign to sway an outcome. The radical left immediately rallied around the toxic stunt. The cheerleaders for partisan court packing applauded what they suggested was the work of, quote, a brave clerk making a last-ditch Hail Mary attempt to cause a political firestorm and cause the court to reconsider. Liberals want to rip the blindfold off Lady Justice. They want to override impartiality with intimidation. They want to elevate mob rule over the rule of law. The same political movement that used a leak to move up the timeline of Justice Breyer's retirement process is trying to use yet another leak to make the court less secure and less impartial. Never before, never before in modern history has an internal draft been leaked to the public while the justices were still deciding a case. Never before. Whoever committed this lawless act knew exactly what it could bring about. The justices already require security. Less than two weeks ago, an unbalanced person lit himself on fire on the court steps. Less than three years ago, a liberal mob tried to storm the court, shoving past law enforcement and pounding on the doors. <clears throat> Look, everybody knows what kind of climate the far left is trying to fuel, one that is antithetical 
antithetical to the rule of law. Right on cue, top Democrats began publishing wild statements about what the court might decide, packed with using unhinged rhetoric that could easily incite, light a match. So what else happened? Activists flocked to the court. An angry crowd surrounded the court, chanting justices' names. There were renewed calls to smash the institutions of both the Senate and the court at the same time. One of the court's most essential and sacred features was smashed just to buy the outrage industrial complex a few extra days to scream nonsense about what the court might rule. This lawless action should be investigated and punished to the fullest extent possible. The fullest extent possible. I'm certain the Chief Justice will seek to get to the bottom of this. If a crime was committed, the Department of Justice must pursue it completely. So listen, I want all nine justices to know there are still principled senators who have their backs no matter what. There are still some people in this Capitol and a majority in the Senate whose support for the rule of law is not conditional, not conditional. The court should tune out the bad faith noise and feel completely free to do their jobs. They should follow the facts and the law wherever that leads. As I've warned in the past, courts bowing to activist pressure would never enhance judicial legitimacy. It could only erode it, and the hostage takers would never settle for half a loaf. Mitch McConnell, absolutely right. The Supreme Court and the way that these people went rogue, leaking this opinion that shows that they will overrule Roe v. Wade, is clearly done with the intent, at the bare minimum, of putting so much pressure on maybe a justice who is on the quote-unquote fence, right? Maybe, keyword, maybe on the fence into changing their vote. That's objective number one. Number two is to try to intimidate them. This is no different than juror intimidation, right? You find jurors, you threaten things, you threaten their family, you tell them you're going to come after them, or you play on their conscience that people are going to die because of the decision they make. We've seen this happen all over the country where there are people that are willing to convict a police officer or something just because they don't want riots and looting in their city. They don't want people to die in their city. It is pressure, political pressure, in a disgusting form, and that is exactly what happened there. This is unprecedented. Now, the person who did this, and apparently the FBI is now looking into this, and I hope that the FBI actually is unpartisan and does their job to find this leaker because they will be able to figure it out. And I hope that's exactly what happens here. It is exactly, by the way, what needs to happen. But what we have witnessed, right, what we have watched, what we have seen from the left is they are willing to destroy anyone's life, including Supreme Court justices, and put their lives at risk so that they can hold America hostage. This is no different than what they did to Donald Trump with Russian collusion when they knew the entire time the story was crap. Make no mistake that leaking of the SCOTUS decision is unprecedented. 
and it was obviously done by a liberal justice to pressure one of the conservatives to change their mind. And the left will stop at nothing to protect their right to murder the innocent. This is just the beginning for them, and it's going to get very, very ugly. It's going to get demonic. As one person said a line, if they overturn Roe v. Wade, it's about a it's about to hit a wild you've never seen before. That is the threat from Democrats. Make sure you share a podcast. Please write us a five-star review so that more people will actually hear today's podcast. Please let your family and friends know about it. Hit that subscribe or auto-download button, and I'll see you back here tomorrow. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.